The party arrives at the guild hall of the Shuffle Guild in Belrondis. They meet the members that are present. Ko, an Aarakocra. Kavella, a shifter. Strom, a changeling. Gojin, a triton. And Ania, a Yuan-Ti. They find out that they've been gone for upwards of six months, and that many strange things are happening in the lands of Granzia. This includes trouble with the Goliaths in the north, a cult forming around a figure in a goblin mask in Ravenwood, and most pertinent to the group, the pincushion maker, who looks exactly like Shanks. After this quick reunion and exchange of information, Zex spills the beans on all that has happened to the party in their three weeks in Barovia. He lets them know about the constable and his plans to destroy the three planes of existence, including Granzia. Uh, the members are curious, but extremely skeptical of all the claims set forth by Zex and the remainder of the party. With some conversation, they settle on getting hold of Argo so that his thoughts can be weighed in on in the matter and decisions can be made. In the interim, the party celebrates their success on the Barovia job with some homemade shine by Strom. During the beginning stages of this, Zex is pulled aside by Nia and Gojin for the beginnings of his evaluations. He goes to give a very detailed account of his mission and the members of his party. And this is where we pick up. As everyone is starting to, uh, the changeling Strom is starting to take out these jars of clear alcohol. Uh, the uh, moonshine, <laughs> yeah, the, his own version of moonshine. Um, uh, Ania, the Yuan-Ti, and Gojin, the Triton, uh, pull Zex off to the side and bring him. Uh, up the staircase to the second level of the house. And maybe about half hour, 45 minutes later, uh, Zex comes back back down and uh, asks you to go up and speak with them. It's, it's basically just a, a debrief. They're just trying to get a lay of the land for the mission. Nothing, nothing, nothing that should worry you. Just, they just have questions that they need to ask. 
So you make your way up the staircase into this fairly decently sized room up in the front part of the house uh, as you enter through the door. Uh, Ania, the Yuan-Ti, is uh, standing in front of a maybe five foot by five foot uh, coffee table with two uh, leather-bound chairs on the side and a smaller sort of like chaise sort of couch. It's like a smaller like love seat almost. <clears throat> on the opposite side, Gojin is sitting uh, to the on the chair to the left, and Ania just nods to you and says, "Please, serious, sit. Just a few things to discuss." Um. Okay. I. I. Uh, is everything okay? Oh, this is uh, standard protocol for the for the guild, and we are in a particularly unique situation, where the member of the guild who has returned from their mission has several uh, first-person accounts that were with them. So we are just here. This is more of a an accounting of what happened. Ah, okay. So this says. No bearing on you. You are welcome here no matter what you say. This goes more towards uh, Zex and his potential uh, rank update and just as he is, and they give you sort of a, a wink, as he is the favorite of the old man. He He likes to know a little bit extra about him. So he's just... Very cautious, and we just have a handful of questions. Hmm. Okay. I promise that this is uh, not an interrogation, and it is most definitely not personal. Uh, this is a standard operating procedure. The the man who runs the guild uh, was part of a, a group of adventurers that Unf- met an unfortunately and untimely death uh, due to miscommunications and missed opportunities. So he has made it part of the guild to find out everything that happened on a particular mission, whether it was successful or not, and try to make sure that these mistakes can be corrected and we can at least train for them so that they can hopefully not make the same mistakes again. Understandable. It is for safety. I mean, this is slightly personal, but mainly just because I remember hearing you are from uh, Ravenwood? Yes, that's where I grew up. Do you know uh, of Argo or the Gargoyle unit? Not personally, uh, but I have heard many, many, many stories and uh, whatnot of them. I mean, uh, you can't be in Ravenwood and not have heard of the Gargoyle unit. (laughs) Yes. So this is why we ask these questions. Uh, Please have a seat. Uh, I ask that you be as honest as you possibly can be, um, because... Uh, holding back will only be a disservice to Zex and the rest 
of the group, the rest of the guild. Okay. Uh, let me take a seat. Okay. Um, I will try my best to answer your questions. And just so you are aware, this will be anonymous to a point where no one outside of this room and the old man will know who said what. So there is no fear of repercussions if something particularly unsettling may have happened that you may have been uncomfortable speaking of in front of mixed company. Not that I expect there to be any. I would just like to let you know that there are no one will know. Okay, I get that. Okay. So we've heard an account from Zex of the uh, mission into Barovia. He said that you came in uh, a little bit later than everyone else. Is this true? Yes. Um, my, uh, my own personal journey uh, did not involve the party originally. Um, but I came across the journeyman and to help with my journey, uh, they offered that it would be best if I met with the group and assist them. Very good. Now may I ask, what was your first impression of Zex? Uh, to be honest, it was... It, he just seemed a, you know, a member of the party. Uh, there was so wide of a diversity of people in the group. It, it took me a while before I could even get an idea of who he was personally. Um, I mean, I am used to adventures, uh, so I was more observant of what everyone's functions were in the party like who would i need to watch out for who would i have to try to protect more than the other uh and he seemed capable uh when i to be honest like it, as i said personal feelings came later but as far as a um a member of the party he was definitely always seemed to be aware of what he needed to do when it when the time came very good I believe at the point that you joined the group that Zex was leading this particular party. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, that's That was my understanding. What are your thoughts on him as a leader? And please be honest. Uh, I can't tell if you are lying to me or holding anything back. Um, <laughs> originally, uh, I, you know, I, I will say this, uh, if, if since this is being kept between us, I, I, this is only for his benefit. This is not to chastise him or to put him down. We must all learn from our mistakes, but first we must realize what those mistakes are. Mm. I, I wouldn't put it on him, uh, if his leadership comes into question. It, the group was 
very chaotic in a lot of ways. Um, so <laughs> I think trying to manage it all would be a challenge to anyone. Um, as far as Roger Sandy goes, though, he he decided to give up the leadership role not long after I joined the party. Um, but the time that he was there, he seemed to be doing the uh, as best he could. Wonderful. Do you trust sex with your life? Now, yes. But this was not always the case. Well, by me joining Midway, I was very on guard. Uh, that's why I observed mostly to see, you know, who was who and if I could even trust anyone. Um, it took a long time for me to even trust, uh, to trust one other member in the party. But even now, he's shown to be uh, someone I possibly could trust. I didn't think I ever would. Um, the tabaxi uh, that we have in our, the other tabaxi we have in our party. We will be talking to him as well. Yes. Now, from what I've been told, and you seem to be backing this assumption up, uh, a lot of questionable decisions were made throughout this particular mission. Were there any in particular that Zex may have made that stand out to you? Um, uh, none come to mind right now. Uh, the tower was one that he had particularly spoken on. Oh, the statues. Uh, I was kind of hoping he hadn't brought that up. Um, <laughs> well, he, did, to be honest, he didn't. He, he, he did what I should have done. He actually walked away. <laughs> but because I was new to the party, I, I was very unaware of... I, I thought we needed funds. And, and that mainly was why I participated in that. I I honestly didn't realize it would cause such a big ruckus. Uh, but uh, <laughs> they have a very quizzical look, like they're not entirely sure what you're talking about. And Ania <laughs> sort of leans in and goes, "The tower that had the carriage that exploded." Oh, oh, yeah, just completely. Um, yeah, there were the- several towers apparently. <sighs> Yeah, don't don't worry about that other one. Don't, I wouldn't bring that up. Uh, the, <laughs> yes, yes. They that. Stifle a chuckle. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, that one caught everyone off guard. I, I, I don't know if there was a way to even have uh, gotten past that without, you know, without some sort of injury. I mean, we we they, they did try to take as many. Well, from what I was told, I I, I was not there. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm uh, sorry, out of game, I, I wasn't yeah. with the party. Was no, I? you weren't. You weren't with the stealth. The stealth yeah. group. You were sort of waiting for the signal of "oh no, shit's going down," and you <laughs> ran. You ran over and healed a bunch of people. 
Yeah, because I remember. In fact, if I remember correctly, uh, We Aqua punched out Shanks and then you healed him. Right. That was when he got revived because it would have been easier to. Yeah, he would Yeah, he would have got full health. He would have got a higher higher amount if he just was knocked unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, but I, you know, I don't. Would there have been a way for him to see out of that situation without causing so much? I mean, without without making a bad call there my question is uh, my focus is less on how he handled the situation pre-explosion if I remember the story correctly but if it was necessary to pursue that particular tower in any way shape or form Mm, at the time we did kind of feel like we had to how so, if you do not mind my asking? Uh, I know the party at the time were trying different options, and the tower seemed like a good idea. Um, but we did split the party from uh, to make certain that we wouldn't be overwhelmed, if I'm not mistaken. And this was his idea? Oh, out of game? I, I can't remember. <laughs> I believe it was. Okay. It was Zach's idea to go stealthy and to go healers. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But in the end, I, it actually weirdly worked out better that it went that way. I mean, things were horribly wrong, but if we were there, it probably would have been worse. Yeah. Excellent. What do you think makes a good leader? For me, it's always been trust. Uh, yeah, trust is always high on my list. That was even why, like I said, when I first joined the party, I needed to know if I could trust them. So, after that, insight. I found even amongst this group isn't always it isn't something that's it's something that's needed but it should not be put above other things uh, I mean if before I probably would have said insight and you know leadership skills and all the things that you would hear others say and, but <laughs> sometimes just being able to know that this person will do what's in your best interest uh, can be a big thing Um, because I've made my mistakes and a lot of our group has made mistakes but we've always tried to make certain that we could you know recover from those mistakes and push forward yes wonderful Uh, in your opinion who do you think should or should have been the leader of your team and why? Hmm. And you really see him like sitting there <laughs> contemplating like he's really a deep thought, you know? 
they are, they are both very impassively just and Nia is just standing there with her with their hands crossed in front of them standing straight up and Gojin the uh, Triton is leaning back in his chair just very open hmm. that's that's a tough one um Are you... Well, I had to pose a question then. Are you talking about the current version of the party? Or when I first joined them? Let us go with when you first joined them. Because mm. I believe, if I remember correctly, that Galahad is now the current leader of your group. Yes. Well, we, yes. To a point from, from what I was... <laughs> As we all know, my little brother is a little impatient and likes to impart his wisdom on the group. Yes. Uh, to some degrees, it has helped, though. Um, oh, I'm not taking away from it. I am just merely stating a fact. <laughs> yes, it is true. Uh, yeah, Zex originally worked as a, as a uh, leader because as I said uh, when I first joined the group I, I didn't know what to think of them and you know when I started to see the amount of uh, enthusiasm <laughs> you can see he really thought about the word uh, that the party had uh, Zex seemed to have come off as the healer that I mean uh, the leader that could possibly deal with that um but even i found later that things were so chaotic that <laughs> for for what he for what he did and for how he led they should be commended <laughs> very good now Looking back at your experience, how do you feel things could have been different if you had had a more, and again, this is no affront to sex or anyone else who has led the party thus far, but in terms of a more proper form of leadership, someone that everyone could rely on to get them where they needed to go. Someone. Hmm. Oh, uh, sorry. Tell me. Uh, what was the question? One more time. Uh, how different do you think things could have gone uh, if you had had proper leadership? Okay. Um. I, I heard a saying one time from somebody uh, around town. Uh, sometimes it's the trip and not the destination. Um, and I don't know. In this case, I mean, we could have gotten to our destination a lot quicker. Um, but I don't think it would have been as as 
unique as it's been uh, for us and learning so many different things about ourselves as well. Uh, we probably wouldn't have discovered so much if not for the trips that we took. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it really depends sometimes on on the gravity of the situation, I guess, as well. I mean, because we, we had a lot on our shoulders and I know how important the mission became. So there were times where internal conflicts arise from that, where we weren't taking things seemingly serious enough. Uh, Is the rig situation one of those times? That situation caught everyone off guard. Yeah. Um, even how it's handled, even how it was handled, I... Could I could I have your thoughts on this? How 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 was it handled? Zex was detailed, however, he left uh, the emotional aspect of all of this, which I could tell was something that was very much part of the situation, but he came at it from a very calculated. Uh, point of view which is understandable I'm just curious from an outsider's perspective I'm (laughs) I guess because of my upbringing and especially wanting to uh, you know in my future (laughs) uh, I was thinking to try to be a a man of the church originally. Uh, I always have that. Gojin sort of perks up when you say this. He is a cleric. Um, I always have a feeling that a soul can be saved. So when the talk seemed to be more of Rick as a enemy that had to be fought. Um, it it didn't sit right with me. I, I even now I felt like something could have else have been done, but I, in some cases I feel like that's just my na- naivety behind things. You know, sometimes we see good in just the littlest things in some people and. Whereas others who feel they know more about the situation will easily say, no, <laughs> that's that's not there. That, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I'm... Personally, I am pleased that you would say that. Uh, my appearance, and they gesture to themselves, they're yuan uh, who are typically not very well liked. Um... Uh, I was once someone that was not to be trusted, but someone saw that little piece in me and decided to nurture it. So I believe you when you say that everyone is worth saving. It's 
it's sometimes difficult, I know, in, in certain situations, especially when you have to make a life or death call. Um, but from the bit I understood of, of the rig situation, uh, uh, things had to have been dealt with. It was tough for someone like myself, an outsider, to simply go, we should give her a chance when uh, everyone, as I said before, really saw something else. I saw her as a threat. Yeah. Was this everyone? I was under the impression that there was at least one other person in your party that did not see it as such a cut and dry issue. Oh, um, Atros, I believe. Yes, this is the name. Yeah, Atros. Atros saw things. Uh, if anyone saw things in the gray, which I, even I started to realize, like the that good and evil can be sometimes almost always on the same coin. I mean, all on the same side of the same coin. Um, he's somebody that taught me that. Um, and yes, he did see that, uh, that, that possibility of that. It wasn't as cut and dry as others were trying to make it out to be. Uh, I tried to follow suit, but we kind of got pushed out as far as our viewpoint goes. No. Continuing on this particular line of questioning, Zex said that he felt that he could not trust Atros fully at the end before he made his sacrifice. Uh, did you feel the same way? And a bit of confusion comes on uh, Sirius's face. Not trust him. I... I guess because of Atros's willingness to actually listen in some situations uh, instead of uh, acting purely on instinct that may have got him thinking that maybe something else is going on. But as I said, Atros saw things gray. He, he knew there was sometimes a possibility of a middle ground. Um, that could be reached. It just it just took a moment to take a deep breath and actually take a shot at it. And he was more um, instinctive to go for that middle ground um, as opposed to just uh, shooting first. Uh, asking questions later. Yes. 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 I believe, and we will. This will be the last essay on it, and we shall move on. I believe his exact words were he was not entirely sure that Atros would not turn on the group. Uh, and Sirius sits back in the chair for a second. This was not your experience with Atros. Since, I, since you said you would know if I lied, I'll, I will be honest. Uh, I wouldn't put it past him only because he had a very clear goal in mind just like I have mine mm -hmm. but if it required the party 
uh, to be sacrificed in some way, I I would not have put it past him. I mean, it is it, it was his nature. Yeah, but you to, still trusted him. Yes, I mean, all it took was just me to understand where he stood when it came to his uh, his goals and his and what he what his end goals were. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so, it personally falls upon everyone to assume some level of responsibility when they are part of a team. What can you personally do to help the leader or to help the team come together to achieve their goals? All I've done so far is just offer my opinion. Um, if there's been some situation where even a little bit of knowledge that I have can offer uh, some clarity, uh, I, I will offer it. Um, <laughs> I've taken suggestions from uh, other adventurers that I used to talk to, so um, the little bits and pieces here and there that they've said uh, that could help out in the situation I've done uh, as best as I can. Um, but yeah, I think just being somebody that they could talk to, maybe possibly about a decision that they make or um, if there's some ability that I can pull forth that would help clarify the situation in some way, I, I would offer it. Excellent. If you would be so inclined, what do you think that the team you are currently with is lacking? Hmm. I guess because I had gotten kind of used to a party being large, I kind of miss some of our other teammates. Um, <clears throat> definitely an, uh, another another to help with the healing duties would be <laughs> very much a welcome thing. <laughs> Gojin starts chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> It uh, would make me worry less about uh, the situations that our, our party may end up in. <laughs> Excellent. Now, this is my final question to you. It has been a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, what is your job in this party, and do you think that you are doing it properly? Um. Well, I try to my best to make sure everyone is healed and, and hopefully not dying. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, there's always room for me to learn new and different ways of doing that. So I would say I'm doing an okay job. I don't think I'll ever say I'm doing a perfect though. <laughs> this is rather funny because I, I explained this to Zex as well 
I am thinking less in a tactical uh, situation and more in a uh, group dynamic. More on a an interpersonal, emotional, moral level, perhaps. Oh. Uh. Because as I can plainly see, you have done what no one else has been able to do in several centuries by freeing Barovia of Strad. So obviously, regardless of how you came to do this, tactically you have survived. <laughs> so I can tell that you are good at your job of healing. I'm looking more for uh, a more esoteric reason. Not esoteric, that is the wrong word. A more, less tactical, more mm. people-oriented. Um, I I'm, I would hope I am the person that others feel they can talk to in the party if they're confused a bit or just want someone to speak to. Uh, I mean, there have been some times where members of the group have come to talk to me, uh, and it, you know, the because of past moments that I've had uh, in Ravenwood where I have had to counsel the occasional drunk. <laughs> um, I had gotten used to it, but uh, I can only hope that I, in the party's eyes, have done a good job of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, in my estimation, serious. You are doing a wonderful job. I would work with you on any mission. So I thank you for your time and for your honesty. And if you would be so kind as to send up your tiefling friend, Argyle. Okay. I'll be glad to do so. And I greatly appreciate the words of confidence. <laughs> Thank you very much, and enjoy the moonshine. Do not, uh, do not drink too much. Strum makes it very strong. Hey, you see him take like a, a kind of whiff of it, and it's like you know you could tell it it, it was doing a number here on his notes. <laughs> like, <whew. laughs> uh, be wary. Okay, <laughs> it is it is fun, but you. We'll probably want to be conscious tomorrow at some point. <laughs> Thank you again, okay. Sirius. No problem. I will go ahead and get and send him up. <laughs> Thank you. And you head out the door. Zex comes back down and pull Sirius aside and he ends up going upstairs he comes back down maybe about half hour or so later and comes up to you and says uh, they, they want to talk to you real quick uh, do you know what it's about it's uh, stuff it's like an evaluation for uh, 
for Zex. Everyone's going through uh, it. I guess something about how they actually have like first first person like outside views of of how he performed out in the field and just to get a an idea of where he's at within the guild sort of they're very like, detail oriented i can respect that uh all right i'll make my way up that's fine cool so eventually you make your way up um go up to the second floor there's uh uh you go through a, a, a short hallway and up in the front of the house the like front half of the house on the second floor is you open up into this room it's sort of like a, a study area there's a fireplace on your right uh on the back end in front of like a bay window uh there are two smaller um like leather clad chairs and a smaller sort of like almost love seat size sort of two-person seater uh around a, a five by five um uh, like wooden coffee wooden table in between everything big rug mm-hmm. on the on the ground ania the yuanti is uh standing over by the fireplace and they nod to you as you come in and gojin the uh triton in his uh in his full plate armor is is just chilling on one of the chairs and he gives you a nod as well and uh, ania says uh Please, Argyle, would you take a seat for a moment? Not a problem. Excellent. Now, I'm not entirely sure of your past, but I assume if you have ever been part of a guild and there was uh, rankings involved uh, for experience levels, for uh, missions and bounties and whatnot, this is one of the requirements in order to gain uh, new ranking within uh, this particular guild. It was set forth by Argo. I'm sure you have heard the name at this point. I'm sure he has not not said his name uh, to the group. It's hard to think of a day where he hasn't spoke of Argo in his past. That sounds like my little brother. Yes, this is put forth by Argo. Um, When he founded the guild, there was a troubling event in his past where something like this would have helped. So this is is nothing personal. This is most certainly not an attack on Zex, uh, but we must be thorough and we must ask some fairly pointed questions and try and... uh, I would implore you to please be as honest as physically possible um, we have not had to use it yet but uh, our friend Gojin over here is rather adept with uh, some spells that help less than truthful parties be truthful now I don't want to use that I'm not saying that we will and I'm not saying that I don't trust you but I am just I'm being as honest and forthright as possible uh, not and, a problem. I, I understand the value of information. Um, it's, and to, it's to be fair, goes alive. So absolutely. And to be fair, I would have to say I have a fairly good bullshit meter. So uh, <laughs> if I believe that you are lying, I will simply ask you to tell me the truth. But you seemed very forthright before, and and uh, I feel like this will be rather painless as long as you are honest and and can give me as accurate information as you can. If 
I'm being honest, uh, I'm not the one that has anything to lose here. It's uh, Zex. <laughs> so I have no reason to withhold information. You are very correct. So the first uh, question that I have, um, specifically upon the time in the group in which Zex was uh, the leader, uh, do you consider them to be a good leader? Hmm. He was not a bad leader, but as someone that does take the leadership role for the very first time, his inexperience did shine through here and there. To his defense, though, he did not ask to be leader. It was thrusted upon him. And may I ask who thrusted the, the role upon him? Shanks seemed to have been the one, uh, and obviously the pincushion, or the pincushion maker, however you want to refer, was the one who believed that it would overall be a growing, uh, an opportunity for him to grow, gain a little bit more self-confidence. He was the one that was very adamant about having Zex be the leader of the group. Very well. We must make mistakes to learn from you. Agreed. Now, uh, do you absolutely trust Zex with your life? Yes. Unequivocally? Unequivocally. He's yet to give me any reason to doubt him. Uh, He can be a little emotional at times, um, letting his emotions get the better of him. But his heart and mind always seem to be in the right place but uh as of yet he's given me he hasn't given me any reason to not trust him this is good very good um have they made over the course of this mission did they make any uh, questionable calls questionable calls (sighs) the only time i could really think back is have you heard of the entire constable situation? I have heard a lot of about the constable situation. I would very much like to hear your uh, in take on this particular event. Shitshow puts it lightly, but it ended up with Zex having to make a choice, or with all of us having to make a choice, really, on whether we kill each other or try and find a solution. Um, Zex was definitely one of the people that wanted to weigh out our options and see what was happening, and I agreed with him a thousand percent. But things quickly started going downhill when other members started throwing the first punch, and we were left with no option. Um, it came down to a one point where it was me, Zex, and Galahad, and I believe we Aqua, and I refused to lift a hand because I had a feeling it wasn't real or at least it wasn't what we all thought it was and in the end zex was very 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 determined to get answers for the hell we were going through and i did not raise my blade against him i simply told him make it quick which he failed to do so if you guys can train him to stab a little better aim for the jugular some weak points in an enemy i would greatly appreciate it because while it wasn't real i still felt it and it was two stabs instead of one uh, ania like covers her mouth to like stifle a laugh as you're saying this uh well 
Interesting. Um, there was uh, another event that I was curious about. Uh, a a tower with a carriage. Yes. Uh, was this particular excursion pertinent to your mission, or was it just for shits and giggles? It was more so investigation to see if it was actually part of our mission or not. Um, We found the carriage. We were all very, very confident mentally thinking that we had gotten past all the traps to disarm the carriage and whatever it was. But somewhere along the line, uh, I'm sure you've heard of the saying, too many chefs in the kitchen. Yes. Recipe for disaster. Um, Can't really put the blame on anyone specific looking for blame more just trying to suss out all the details um wonderful uh in your opinion uh, what do you think makes a good leader a good leader is someone who understands that mistakes are going to be made and rather than place blame on the mistake or sit there and think of we should have done this if things would have been done this way if people would have listened to me no it's none of that it's the ability to adapt to the situation and make tough calls when they need to be made very good you are very succinct and direct I will have to say I very much admire that about you thank you everyone else so far has has rambled and you are very direct and I appreciate that um I do have a question about a particular event uh regarding a person known as Rig ah Rig yes could you give me just a a basic overview of of your point of view of this whole situation it seems that he was somewhat involved with all of this rig did come out of the blue and again you can see it a mile away that she held a bit of uh leverage over shanks unintentionally uh, definitely was shanks emotions there was definitely a history there some sort of past that i'm not fully aware of but there definitely must have been a romantic connection there and shanks dropped his guard over in in her presence and i'm to understand that uh zex was there uh near the end of this whole debacle yes how would you say that he handled this situation Zex, I feel, understood, maybe from his compassionate side, understood where Shanks was coming from or could at least see uh, the issue that Shanks was having around Rig. Um, But I think the general, like, we all tried to, nobody saw it coming. Nobody saw what she did coming. Um, She seemed very kind. She seemed... Maybe it could have been the fact that we trusted Shanks, and if Shanks gave the okay on her, then we all let our guard down on that. But I would say 
Zex handled himself well and he gave her the benefit of the doubt. But once he saw what she was really about, he definitely decided to take arms against her like we all did. Excellent. Uh, who who in your group uh, Zex or otherwise do you think should or should have been the leader of your team and why from the very beginning my two choices would have been Galahad or Shanks uh, Shanks for his combat experience, Galahad simply for being the stoic paladin who thinks very highly of themselves, as uh, they all do, but still would put himself in the front of the line and make sure that those around him were protected. Shanks for his tactical advantages in combat, not wanting to risk us as pawns, giving us the leverage. Wonderful. Now, I assume that I do, again do not know your past. In every team, it falls upon everyone to assume some level of responsibility. Uh, what can, what do you think you could personally do to help the leader or to help the team come together to achieve their goals? I provide a certain set of skills for the group, and when they when they're needed, I can. Definitely be a little bit more for the team than for myself, I would say. I'm always used to working alone and doing things on a me basis, so I don't really have much experience working with the group. But I will say that these past few weeks, although short weeks, have definitely made me grow closer and see the value of working with a team rather than constantly being alone. Very much, I very much, what is the word that I'm looking for? Sympathize with your particular outlook. I too was very much a solo act and on occasion still am. I can, I can see what you're saying. Wonderful. It's definitely a double-edged blade because we have lost people, people that Normally, I would have looked the other way and said, it's collateral, it's all part of the job. But the people that we believe we have lost, we're still not too sure of their fate, um, has definitely affected me and everyone else in the group, which isn't really normal for someone like me. I see. Uh, touching upon that, what are your thoughts, uh, on the final confrontation with Strahd uh, from beginning to end. We lifted the curse. We did our job. But if it was a ranking system, I would say I would rank it a C. We could have done the job without losing anybody. But again, we don't know if they're lost or not. We did do our job, but it shouldn't have come at the cost that it did. It should not have come at the cost of two party members being stuck, possibly, in nothingness. While they're not dead, they're also not here, and they didn't deserve that. May I ask you your personal thoughts on this? And they sort of 
pull up a pad they've been reading from uh, Atros. Atros, yes. <sighs> Complicated in a sense. Mm, very to the point, very direct, very goal oriented, but at times brash. Situations that didn't call for action to be taken when it did resulted in Atros leaping to action. Or the opposite, situations that might have been where action might have been the go-to. He talked to Strahd and picked his brain and was able to get a bit of an understanding. It was just chaotic at times, but overall trusted him uh he gave me this and i just like fling the little uh stone in between my horns which is totally other a total different ordeal that i'm now dealing with um but overall i think he was for the group but we don't really know what his motive was, what his personal gains were. We all were promised something for taking on this mission as a group together. You see, this is very interesting as uh, Zex had personally said that he wasn't entirely sure that he trusted Atros and uh, your friend Sirius said that he did indeed trust him but wouldn't have put it past him if he had turned on the group. Whether he turned on the group or not would have to do with what his personal goals were, and those were not made clear. But in the end, no matter how you think about it, he was the one that sacrificed himself to get the job done. I don't agree with it at all. I do not agree with how things went down. I feel that with a little bit of determination and some calculation, we might have been able to get the job done without losing anyone. But unfortunately, he made the choice that he thought was best, and it came at him sacrificing himself, taking Strahd with him, and taking Wiyako with him as well. Okay. Final question. What do you feel that your current team that you are with is lacking? Had you asked me this before we fought Strahd, I would say cohesion was something we all struggled with. We were a team of individuals. Whereas now we've experienced some loss and we're able to see what it is we mean to each other and what we're all trying to do and work towards is bigger than all of us. This is something that affects three different realms of existence. We're all on the same page. And I would say it's a matter of now getting used to working together as a group. So the thing that we did lack, we are already working on little by little. And I think we're getting better at it understanding that we're a green we're a team and we're a group you had said earlier that you have a particular skill set that you employ for the team i have a an inkling of what that might be but could you describe what your job is with this group 
if the team needs something that somebody else has and we need it with discretion um that's definitely something that i can do if the team needs a certain area scoped out without anybody being seen or noticed it's also something i can do excellent thank you very and much now some magic but i'm still working on that magic is always fun to learn if you need any assistance, I'm sure that we can help find someone to help facilitate anything you need. A friend of my little brother is a friend of mine. Thank you. can definitely use a spell or two here as I'm getting used to the whole magic thing to enhance my skill set. Of course. Well, I thank you very much. Uh, that will be all the questions that I have for you. Uh, would you be so kind as to let the very large Goliath downstairs know that we would like to speak with him next? Sounds good. One last thing. Yes. The kid, his, 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 his heart's in the right place. And he definitely has his moments when he has surprised us. At first, I questioned... Why is he here? He has so much going on for him. He's not in the right headspace. But I can see how those situations have definitely helped him be direct and focus on trying to get answers for the group, for what's going on. He's a good kid. I would have to agree with you. He does need to work on his patience. Oh, yes, and maybe treat his liver, his liver a little more kindly when he's stressed. Yes. But then again, I think that's the entire group. That may very well be true. And with that, I think I'll go have a drink. Yes. Uh, be careful with Strom's moonshine. Uh, they don't hold back. I should be all right. Everyone says that the first time. But... Challenge accepted? So enjoy be at your own risk. I'll get the Goliath for you. Thank you very much. I bow and make my way towards the door. Cool. Uh, they both give you a nod, and Ania goes back to looking at the fire and... Gojin actually pulls out a book as you head out the large wooden doors. Nice. Eventually, Argyle goes upstairs. He comes back down even quicker, like 20 minutes, 25 minutes maybe. And as he's coming down, he sort of gives you, he, you and he make eye contact because you've been sort of clocking people leave the room like you're having like little shots of the moonshine but like you don't really know these people you're in a place that you don't recognize so you're sort of just sort of stand and watch and just trying to get a read on everybody and he sort of gives you a look like and nudges upstairs and I will pick up from there he's walking he's walking towards you so okay um 
Wait, so am I talking to Argyle or am I talking to... Well, Argyle is coming down the stairs and he's walking towards you and you guys sort of make eye contact. Oh, okay. Um, and so I, I walk up to Argyle, ask him. Yeah, the they just want to ask us questions about how Zex did and all that stuff. Uh, well, I've been a little foggy, you know, prison, but... Uh, I'll do what I can. Yeah, well, just, I guess, to be honest. Yeah. Not like it's going to be hard for you. This is true. I'm not a, I'm not a rogue. <laughs> <laughs> how's the, uh, how's the moonshine? It tastes like it was made in a bathtub. That is the mark of beautiful moonshine. Yes. Excellent. Go, go enjoy. It gives you a pat on like, he tries to get your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right. So I guess I make my way up into whatever room or yep. wherever they are at. You see, like, as you get up to the second floor, it sort of opens up into like a larger, not larger, but uh, an open area where there are several doors. It just sort of just opens up to like a foyer, a landing, essentially. And the door uh, directly across from the stairs is open, a large, like 10 foot tall carved wood door you walk into that room and there in there like the front half of the house essentially is this large sort of study room with a fireplace off to the right uh, hardwood floors and um, like a, a large rug on the floor and in across like bay windows is uh, two leather chairs and a leather sort of sofa but like almost love seat sort of size and uh, a large like five by five coffee table Gojin is sitting at one of the chairs and Ania is sort of looking into the fireplace and uh, she nods to you and says if you would like you could take a seat uh, yes thank you And she walks over. So, first and foremost, this is uh, this is an evaluation. Somewhat, he Zex has acquired a lot of experience on this last mission, and in order to move up in the ranking system of the guild we must make sure that he has earned that experience as opposed to just saying he has earned it it is not that we don't trust him it is just a a check and balance to weed out those that would take advantage not only that but we would like to make sure that he wasn't putting himself or others in danger Yes, makes makes sense. An organization like yours. So there is, not, there will be nothing personal, or at very least, I will be asking you questions of your own philosophy, depending on if it comes up. We've already spoken to several uh, of your group so far, uh, so I'm just going to get right to the point. After so many conversations, everything begins to blur. Um. At 
one particular point, or not one particular point, there was a span of time in in your time in the group where Zex was the leader. How would you describe them as a leader? Reluctant at first. One of those... He didn't thrust himself into leadership. He did not take the reins as one would and say, I am the leader. It was uh, put upon him by our benefactor and in conversations with, with, uh, with someone else in our group. And after realizing that was what the way was going to be, he, he took it and made made the decisions he felt were necessary for the group. Obviously, he never, he never made decisions by himself, always with us, all of us, some of us that he trusted. Um, I'm sure you haven't met everyone, but some are more combat heavy and some are more not strategic. So he, you know, he was able to suss out who were the ones that he could throw, you know, put a share this burden with him uh, something I found that I would say to him often was to share this burden of leadership as he was not alone. And you absolutely trust him with your life? I do. He, um, I don't know if he told you. I was in a, in all of that talk of the constable and I was taken prisoner by the constable and I was in a cell for 50 years. He, he has said this to me. I would be interested, though, in your experience. You do not have to account for all 50 years, but it would be interesting to hear your perspective, especially of this constable and regarding his power. He is a man, a being of absolute black and white. He calls himself the law and seeks to seek balance. And there is no gray. And one would think myself, a follower of Bahamut, would agree to that stature. But I, I, I do not. Yes, mostly, morally, sure, there could be some black and white, but there is always gray. And I had conversations with Bahamut in the cell. He made me realize that the constable was not not doing the right, always thinking every action needed judgment, even if actions were for the benefit of the many at the detriment of the few. He is quite powerful. He put us all into some weird simulation dream scenario where we were in tubes and ended up having to kill each other. It was one of the hardest things that Zex had to live with, where he ended up killing in the simulation. All of us just to get a chance to speak and attack the constable for it all to just be a mind game. And... There was nothing against Zex's leadership in regards to going against his friends. He was actually quite reluctant. Didn't want to do it. People were taking their own lives. I myself took off my armor. We knew that he wanted to speak with the constable, and I've had my fair share of, of 
that being for 50 years. I said, let him be, do what he needed to do. But the constable is not one to be trifled with, not one to be underestimated. And that our, our beliefs in regards to the cushion maker, the one we said who was able to change their shape, we believe, we know that if there was a person who could change their shape that was an agent of the constable. And we believe that person could be this cushion maker, but that person is, is dead. This is true? Well, I assume the person you're speaking of is Rig. Yes. May I ask... What is your take on this Rig situation? Seems to have impacted your group quite heavily. Did. She got into Barovia, found a person in our group that was a member of her past and oh sorry outside of game uh mm -hmm. we have not said that shanks is the guy with us right just want to i don't remember because i don't want to keep saying the guy if they've said it already i don't you haven't other people have okay but well, like so was, i'm not i'm not saying in the private conversation i meant like outside like we were all downstairs was shanks's name said i'm that pretty sure shanks's name was said at one point okay and okay. even in even then at this point it has already been hinted at especially she's smart enough to have have picked up when they were talking uh, the guy who did this okay okay so it, after law had said basically the guy who you think is the pin cushion maker but isn't it, she's just like okay well who is this guy then you keep mentioning him in a bunch of stuff so Give me his name. If he's not, if he's not him, he's not hit. It's not the guy. But I'm, I'm okay. not gonna. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I just want to make sure because yeah, I just don't want to keep saying this guy or this guy, this person at our party or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, uh, okay. So, <clears throat> yes, the rig came to find Shanks, and she was able to blend in with the group through jovial content at Shanks's detriment. We all, I would say, trusted her with our lives, but if Shanks was good with her company, then we were good with her company. And it, it, it wasn't until Zex and I found her in Shanks's room, disguised as Shanks, with the true Shanks bleeding on the floor, that it all kind of just went south. We confronted her and had to find out that she was lying and we would have killed her. I would have killed her. I was prepared. But Zex was able to petrify her with his, with his bow. And then Shanks, once he was resuscitated, decided and made the call to let her live until he ended her life himself. This Shank sounds like a pleasant man. He's he's entertaining. He's uh I mean, aside from the what the wanted poster has said about him killing innocents, which he has not done in my presence, he was, you know, some of the other details were astute. Sharpshooter, 
shooting the genitalia of enemies. It's all true. They noticeably chuckle at the the yeah. ammo. What is your estimation of this shanks? I mean, to be frank, before I met him, I'm not sure. I I'm not one to say that there were no dark pasts or dark secrets that he's had. Everyone has them. But I know that in the time that he was with us, he was always a sound fighter, always had our back. And while sometimes would be a bit angry at certain situations or certain people, never took it upon anyone that never initiated combat with us. So, very good. Thank you. Um, at the point in which Sex was leading this group, this rather chaotic group, as you've and everyone else has put it, were there any questionable calls that he made? And if so, were why were they questionable? It was one incident. I wouldn't say questionable. We, we all, we all backed him. There was a tower in Barovia. They both nod, start nodding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Then you know. Uh, again, I. It wasn't quite. I, I didn't question him because we. He did what he thought was best: have all the rogues go front and have all the plate and chain mail wearers be behind. I think our group had not found their dynamic yet. Some roguish tactics and, strat- and strategies were not put in place at that time. And we fell into a trap. It could have happened to anyone. It's happened to the best of us. It took him. It hit him dearly. He took it to heart. He did not. He did not brush this off as if shit happens he took it personally he felt that he had put these people in danger potentially almost killing any killing someone and it was myself and shanks that went to speak with him giving him advice and that it is all right and that we learn from these mistakes and that no one is dead and that this will happen you know, it is, nothing is perfect. Leadership is not a perfect role. Things happen and you learn and you continue to grow. And as long as you are willing to learn from your mistakes, you will become a better leader. Although, I will say, that being his first major decision, I can understand why it hit him so hard. Ironically, you have answered several questions that I was about to ask with that speech. Ah, okay. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Works to your advantage. Um, As you know, in a team environment, uh, it personally falls on everyone to assume some sort of level of responsibility. And as you said, you helped share that burden with him when he was leading. And I assume... He shares some of it with you now that you are leading the group? Yes. 
I uh, don't really see myself as the leader. I he he threw it. He was kind of done. <laughs> We've gone through some shit in Barovia, um, and it was getting a bit a bit much. And he he wanted me to just take it on, and and I will do what I need to do. But uh, yes, I share these these things with with him and with uh, well one of our party members, but we lost him in Barovia. But uh, I I hope to you know keep keep us moving forward and make the right decisions and the right calls, but also make sure that we all have a say in what happens next. This person that you lost in Barovia is it? She starts. They start thumbing through like a pad that they've been reading off of. Uh, Atros. Yes, the the Kenku artificer Atros. We we, we also lost our, our druid warder Janasi Wiyakwa, but he he wasn't he wasn't with us in our final showdown with Strad. He was he was uh, exploring Castle Ravenloft with a dusk elf Casimir. Yes. Wonderful. You are aware of his past, not Wiyakwa, but of Atros. I am aware of the bit with him and his guild, and that are he's. You, are you aware of that, that he murdered his, all of them? Well, yes, he was very. From what I've been told, he was very upfront about that. Yes, but more of what the guild was known for beforehand. From what I recall, I believe he made weapons for them, and I'm sure they did certain jobs. Terrible things. The Telltale Guild was not a good thing. Ogranzia. No, see, it's a, feels like it was a dark time in his past, especially after they murdered his wife. That's what he said. What were your thoughts on him? He's quiet. Well, he was Kanku, so we had to read everything that he said. <laughs> Except, uh. But the man was strategic, brilliant, brilliant tinkerer, craftsman. It was his idea to put the glyphs in the bags of holding that destroyed Castle Ravenloft. And um, I, I do miss him. And yes, he was part of a guild that, that did terrible things, but I only just became a paladin. And I will not judge anyone on their past before I learned these tenets and this oath that I hold. And he looks like he was trying to get away from it. So with that, I, I do miss him and his inventions and hope he's not dead wherever. And I believe our benefactor told us where he was. It's between space between the realms. It's the astral sea. Yes, yes, yes. The astral sea. And so I ask not to condemn him or his past 
we, all of us, and they look over at Gojin and they share like a brief sort of eye contact, have paths that are not so wonderful. However, I bring it up because it seems that it, they have returned. The guild? No outward response, but body language is sort of like, yep. There was, there was something. Um, Wait, just to back out again. When Atros got his thing in the box, it was something from Lenore, right? Yes, I say, well, you'll know at least that offhand. And if you want to roll like a history check to sort of see, because yeah. that was 50, that was, oh, no, no, that was like directly after you got out. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to, you know, I, I'm just trying to remember, I'm just trying to make sure like whatever I'm saying is based off. Yes. 100% that letter, the, the letter was from Lenore. After he thought she was dead and that she wanted him to come back and he then started fucking quoting Alexander Allan Poe and burning yes, that shit. Yes, and he, that's, that was the night that he made his, um, his homunculus servant. Okay. Um, the owl. And he said that out loud to us, right? He did in front of us. It wasn't an internal monologue. Uh, it was an internal monologue because obviously he can't read it out loud. Okay, so we don't know what his thing said, but we know that he was like pissed. Yes, you know that, that he was pissed. Okay, because I remember but, Argyle but was like... Yeah, he said, I'm reading this I'm reading this out loud for the group to hear what I, is actually here, but he obviously can't read it out loud to everybody. Okay. Um, all right. So do I remember that he got like really pissed when he read something? He got really upset when he got a letter after the constable, but outside of that, I don't think he ever shared no, no, no. that with anybody. So nobody in the group actually knows that. Okay. Uh, could I make the assumption that most of these things that we got had to do with our past and that, or our history? And maybe make a connection between that. Yeah, I'd say you'd be able to do that. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So back in. <clears throat> so after you tell me the the that the well, you don't tell me, but you tell me that the guild is that the the uh, the, the the guild is back. Um, there. Now that you now that your body language says that, I there was a time after we got back from the constable. We all received trinkets from our past. Myself, I got a a cipher from Bahamut. All of us got some things different. Uh, uh, Zex got a, a, a letter from Argo. Atros, he also received a letter. And well, as you know, being a Kenku, he, he could not speak it out loud. And he chose not to share with us the contents of that letter. But what I can tell you is his outward rage after reading the letter was a bit unnerving. I don't know what the contents were, but if one was to guess, assume, maybe information that the telltale was back or something along those lines. Hmm. Ever since he left that meeting, 
Since you left for the mission, strange things have been happening. Hmm. Do you do you know the the members of the Telltale? Are they are they members that have been around from the past that should be dead? No, it seems they are many young. They are building them back up. There is... There is... From what my intelligence tells me, which I have not confirmed for myself, so I do not know the veracity of these claims. However, I am told that... There is an Aarakocra leading the guild. I would know, right? Yes, he would have talked about Lenore, even when he, even when he didn't talk about like anything else that happened. Like he, I, I believe he even said like that yeah. he had made his homunculus servant in yes. image. Yes. Okay. Uh, and I knew that she was a white Aarakocra. I knew that she was an owl. Okay. <clears throat> And so uh, she she says, Aarakocra, and I raise my eyebrow. Was do they look like an owl? And they both tense. A white owl. Oh fuck! Well, if my memory serves me correct. Atros's dead wife, Lenore, was a white owl, Aracocra. Very interesting indeed. And if that is the information that he received, it would justify his anger. I could see that to be so. Having discussed all that, in your estimation, what do you feel that your team right now is lacking? Well, there are five of us. Let's see. Myself, Sirius, Argyle, Zex, and Kyver. Were there not nine of you to start? Yes, there was Weaqua, Galad Morial, uh-huh. Shanks, and uh, what the hell am I missing? Atros. <laughs> At, uh, Atros. <clears throat> Atros, yes, there were, there were, there were nine of us. Atros and Weaqua are in the, got yes. sucked in. Shank, Shanks is, we haven't seen him since we left. I believe he was still at the tavern. And the same with Galad L'Oreal. So, right now we have one healer. I myself can heal, but I prefer to use my magic to smite. Uh, and not sure yet. I think we still need to be a much more strategic-minded group. It was one of the things that we are missing after losing 
after losing Atros. I would say, Now, my final question is admittedly a bit more personal, but we must be aware of who our little brother is working with. Yes. Um, in all of this, and I don't mean tactically or combat-wise, what is your job in this team, and do you think you do it properly? So not, not combat-wise. I am very aware just by looking at you. And I think Gojin, if he would stop staring at your armor, would also see it. Uh, and the very large sword you carry. It's fairly apparent what you do when there is uh, a kerfuffle. Yes. Uh, well, I tried to bring reason some strategy yes but reason and, and make sure we don't get too into over our heads when we must deal with bystanders yes we are a chaotic group and yes anyone who gets in our way aggressive takes arms against us will be dealt with swiftly but that's not that's not all this journey is we still need to make connections with people. And that's what I try to do. I try to see what I can from those around us, speak softly when needed, bring trust to those that don't trust us. And I think when it matters, I do a good job. And I believe you do too. Thank you very much, Galahad. Thank you. If you would be so kind as to uh, not only tell uh, the black tabaxi to come up, we would like to speak to him as well. Um, perhaps give Gojin the name of your blacksmith so he will not have to gather the courage to talk to you about it later. <laughs> yes. Go Gojin starts turning red. <laughs> yes, he is quite gifted. He was in the town right side out of the Barovia that goes into the mist. His name was Namal Giant Cloak. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Beautiful armor. Thank you. If, you. if you'd like, I can also show you the sword as well. Ooh, actually, yes. Uh, that was going to be the other question. And then he is just sort of like... Okay. But uh, there's, there's no... There's no... There's no smith for that. That was uh, a bit of divine intervention. He's looking at it, and it's, it's bigger than he is. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a... Like an eight-foot greatsword. Yeah from the bottom of the hilt to the tip of the blade is like eight plus feet he's just like Whoa. yeah as I tell him so you see these these orbs here mm -hmm. they store divine energy 
That sounds like it comes in useful. Yes, it does. And then uh, I also found a trinket in Barovia, which lost most of its power at this point as the spirit that inhabited it has found peace. And I show him the sun sword. Why don't... He looks over at Anil. Why don't we find <laughs> things like this? Yes, if uh, once you are done with your interviews, come, share a drink with me, and I'll tell you about the revenant I took on single-handedly. It's like a big wide-eyed sort of like looks over at Anil, <laughs> like leads in. Yeah. Don't get too drunk on the moonshine. Strom does not go easy with the moonshine. Yes, I've, I've, I've been down there for about two hours. <laughs> creeps up on you. Yes. So, come find me. I'll regale you with the tail. Of course. Thank you very much. Of course. And so I get up, head downstairs, and uh, tell, tell Kyber. Galahad finally comes back down after going up, comes to you, Kyber, and tells you that they want to talk to you. Hey, oh, the, the, the divide and conquer routine. Okay. Let's get this done. Galahad shakes his head, rolls his eyes, and goes over to one of the jars and starts pouring himself a drink. So as you make your way up to the second story, it opens out into like this like little entryway and there are several doorways. The doorway directly in front of you is open, large wooden carved door. As you enter, it is a, it looks like about basically like the front half of this house. Um, a large open study with uh, a large, large intricately made rug the floors are hard hardwood there is a fireplace off to the right directly in front of you is a set of leather chairs facing each other and a smaller sort of couch almost loveseat sized couch uh leather uh, leather made gojin is sitting on one of the chairs to your left and Ania is looking at the fireplace. And as you enter, she turns and gestures towards the seats. So I make my way to the couch and lay on it a little bit lazily, like sit down lazily on the couch and start picking my nails with um, my dagger. Okay. You are the last one of the group. This is standard procedure. We, when, and I don't know if you have ever been in a guild uh, of any sort, but in the Shuffle Guild, whenever someone completes a mission, we like to get a report. We like to be as detailed as possible. Zex has the both fortunate and potentially unfortunate been mostly fortunate uh, the he's had the luck of having four other people come with him 
that have also been on this same mission that he was on. So we are here merely to take a look and figure out exactly what needs to be taken care of, if there are anything. This is more of an evaluation for Zex than it is anything about you or really anything else. So we ask you to answer honestly and don't hold anything back. Lying and and withholding any information will not help Zex. Will only hinder his progress. We want him to do well. Alright, I sit up straight now. Alright, I gun the interrogation. I'll answer anything you need. This is not an interrogation, but if you'd like to treat it as one, we can do that as well. Just forgive me. Right, so we'll, we'll begin the questioning. Go ahead with your questions. Don't you worry. We will get there. First and foremost, in your approximation, how do you view sex? Oh, Zex? Uh, <laughs> I feel him like a little brother. I like to smack him and give him hell across his head and all that. Um, I won't lie, I was a little jealous of the kid at first. So I was like, I kind of envy him because he didn't remember his past, but then I saw where the burden was on him. You know, so, again, the guy's like a little brother. Good, then we are on the same page. I have known Zex since he was a teenager. Oh, was he a rowdy one? Rowdy? No. Scatterbrained? Yes. That's the Zex. Very driven, but scatterbrained. It is okay. That will happen when you don't remember where you came from. It is not as big of a deal as sometimes I feel he thinks it is, but to each their own. Now, there was a point in time during your stay, to put it lightly, in Barovia, in which Zex was the leader, for lack of a better term, of the group. How uh, how do you think, in your estimation, that he did? To tell you the truth, I think uh, that mantle was thrown to him a little too early. And uh, we really weren't a really great rascals of a team to lead because we were all, how do you say that the next word, um, scattered brain ourselves. Uh, I think that sex used crazy but scatterbrained works too I'm just saying nice I'll put it this way I'll be blunt with you we're a bunch of fun loving assholes me in particular blunt is always better but I I, I give it to the guy for not uh, murdering us because again uh, I mean I'll be honest I am not the easiest person to get uh, along with and judging by uh, who we had in our party, I mean, we all had checkered past. Um, very chaotic individuals, but uh, and we 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 definitely tested him. Although you know, 
yeah, that's all I can say about that. And I kind of felt bad for him for a while with him having been thrown into that that position. Now, if you ask me, um, the one who you're calling the pincushion killer, Shanks, should have been a little bit more uh, teaching because he was supposedly a battle master. So it took him under his wing a little more. But again, we were. It was a. How do you say this? Barovia was pretty crazy. And we were handing a lot of crazy. I mean, for God's sakes, there was a big ass tree. <laughs> Their eyebrows sort of go up. I th- believe I remember the story. Yeah, we took that fucker down, and you know, Zex made sure the fucker stayed down, but then you know, but yeah, it's a big ass tree that we had to take down. It was just attacking the line. Interesting. Now, do you trust Zex with your life? In the beginning, no. Like, in the beginning, I would toss the fucker off the cliff. But don't tell him I said it. I do trust him with my life because you know he, he he has come through and I give it to the fucker he he, he is a good, he is a hell of a shot um a little bit of a sneak sneak himself too but he's not good at the drinking I, I drink that boy under the table every day have you tried any of Strom's moonshine I was peeping that earlier. I look over at Strom. You don't have to give me some of that, big boy. I look back. That is gorgeous. Strom is downstairs. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just getting to know you guys. So I did it. It is. It is okay. Like I said, I'm, I think I'm not you easy. may. I think you may have had already had some. If it's totally the truth, I'm always naturally. Um, I'm on a natural high. Sure. This is perfectly all right. Um. In your time with sex, has he made any questionable decisions? And why were they questionable? No, I will say he's made any questionable decisions. I would say the only thing questionable about sex is second guesses himself too much. It causes for a lot of indecision, but that's something you learn to break over time. Tell me about the tower. I f- fucking hate that place. I got fucking shocked like a little bitch. Ugh. Um, the tower. Uh, I believe it was somewhere's a tower. We didn't get to go enter because, um, again. Don't put the full blame on Zex. We're all a little bit of uh, indecisive bastards. And, uh, you know, I paid with by getting some of my fur singed over there. And it's just, we didn't know each other. We were all tossed into this situation. A band of assholes to take out a big bat. Excuse me, sorry. Vampires. And, uh, again, uh, yeah, so... I got my ass shocked. There is no blame in this. This is... Uh-huh. This is to help. We we do these... We ask these questions to... Try and correct... Correctable mistakes. 
there was I'm sure that he has spoken of Argo uh, yes. it's Argo this Argo that I'm like you know I'm not knows. saying that to offend Argo or anything I'm just like you know we heard a lot about Argo the boy yeah. worships Argo the old man took a liking to him and regardless uh, Argo was part of a group uh that met a not so wonderful end due to miscommunication and missed opportunities to correct mistakes and he has implemented this system in order to try and stave off that outcome for those that are under him and work with him I tell you what because I like to observe people from side to side Zex gets a little too emotional and he hit a batter and it can cause for a little bit of chaos at time. And again, like I said, we were a bunch of chaotic assholes. I'm still reeling because they've lost two friends there. Two good friends. Uh, I probably want, I definitely want to credit for helping me find my way back. Because again, I am not an easy person to get along with. They start rustling through a pad of paper and a... Atros and we Aqua. I just pause for a minute, and then I just look at the wall. Hey, uh, if you really want a crazy son of a bitch on your team, you 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 look at that those two. And we was the first one to really reach out, um, especially after a near death experience. At, um, what we call the death house and Atros because he was a crazy son of a bitch and things didn't look great he made the ultimate sacrifice now so I've been told on the subject of Atros what was your estimation of him and do you know his past I don't know the man's past. I know he has an issue with uh, with his guild. He had a guild. He said it's made weapons before. I mean, we we if you really think about it, we all had a mysterious past when we all met each other. I wasn't one digging too much into people's past. It was about the present. Um, because again, I. I don't have a very uh, colorful. I don't have a very beautiful past myself, and I never dug too deep in Atros' paths. But what I got from Atros, he was a man of his word, and he was a man of action. And we all could have learned a little bit more about that if we were about more action and less talky talky. We probably would have got more done. In thieves' cant, Ania says. You did not know of the Telltale Guild? I reply in Thieves Can't. I never heard of the Telltale Guild. As uh, I'm not sure if Zex told you, um, we weren't from any of the same planes. And back in common, noted. Just to give you a very brief summary. The Telltale Guild was 
a force of death and destruction here in Granzia for the better part of a decade. And mainly because of your friend, Atros. Like I said, um, a lot of us had a shuckle pass. And if you ask me, and you ask them about me, I'm not one to judge. I wasn't squeaky kill leader. I do not pass judgment. I ran in the same circles as you did at one point in my life. I only bring this up because the guild has resurfaced. Uh, he wanted all like that. From what I gather from Atros, he wanted to take out his guild. And my belief is that he felt remorse for what they'd done. They're, what is peculiar, and I feel that you may be able to speak with the rest of your group. You seem to be fairly open, regardless of if they... I do not know if they... Listen to what you have to say, as you say you are a chaotic asshole. Uh, they would never listen to what I gotta say, so... Regardless, apparently the guild who was primarily made of Kenku is now being led by an Arakokra. A owl Arakokra. Uh, game do I recognize that? Um, Roll me a history check. Nineteen. You remember at one point in time that Atros told you and pretty much the rest of the group that he was married to a white owl Aarakocra named Lenore and her death is what spurned his revenge so I asked him was it a white owl Aarakocra named Lenore I do not know the name but it is a white owl, Aarakocra. I do remember Arthur saying that he was married to a white owl, Aarakocra. That was his wife, Lenore. And again, he didn't have any love for his guild, and he believed I believe he believed her to be dead. Interesting. Please keep your eyes open. They are about moving on. At this point, I lean back into the sofa and then I just cross my leg. (laughs) In your opinion, who do you think should or should have been the leader of your team, if any at all? If it was early on, I always had to point at Shanks. 
So he was the only one who had battle experience. Um, Zex would have been a good second in command, but he also would have been a good leader. But he does get emotional. And like I said, that's something you'll learn to handle over time, especially with dealing with that type of pass. Galahad, in the beginning, no. He was a green horde, um, green haired, uh, green eared, whatever they call it. I don't know the fucking thing. I believe um, it is green horned. There you go. That's that's what I'm looking for. Um, that word. He was a little green in the beginning, and I'm not sure if they told you about the whole constable thing. Um, he got locked up for 50 years, and yes. I think he came back more wiser. And. I would see him as a leader too. Um, and Atros was a good second in command. Argyle is a shifty son of a bitch. He owes me money. That is not my experience with Argyle, but. He's I my have, favorite asshole. I have few of them, so. I will keep that in mind. Uh. How do you think things could have gone if you had had proper leadership? Someone who knew what they wanted to accomplish and had the means to enact their plans. Let's just say this. We were all thrown together without knowing each other. No matter how much proper leadership anybody had in the beginning of having us, we knew nothing about each other. We knew nothing about each other's strengths. We knew nothing about each other's weaknesses. And um, I'm guilty of not ever talking about myself because, again, I'm not a very trustworthy person. They don't trust people very easily. As a matter of fact, I look out at you, I don't trust you because I don't know you for the whole of the world. For all I know, you probably want to like, murder me. I don't know. It's just shit that we deal with. So I don't know who would have been a great leader in the beginning. Um, We were, how do you say, a tough crowd. I mean, to this day, I still stab trees to piss off one of our teammates. Because I find it fun. But they cock their head. (laughs) It's, yeah, yes, yes. It's fun. When you see how she flips out, it's it's fun. It's fucking fun. There's a woman in your group. He pops in every once in a while. Interesting. But yeah, um, if you were to ask any of us, we would defend the fuck out of her. And she reminds me of someone from my past too, but that's neither here, here, or there. That doesn't matter. So, moving on. Indeed. falls personally on everyone in a group to help in certain ways what do you bring to the table with the group I didn't bring shit in the beginning but a headache so that was an amazing fucking headache but would I have to stand up and uh defend my mates 
make sure that we're not going in danger. I had to pull a recon. And I am a thief and I got hired, so I use those skills to pretty much make sure that we're not walking into a room full of danger. And it has led to some occasions me being the uh, how do you say in a nicest word a target <laughs> for uh, for the team so that this way uh, I take the the, the, the the heat and they can at least come in and whack whoever I mean there was a one time in this temple oh, this, this motherfucker fucking shot me in the back with a fireball oh, this, this, I wanted to shove my knife up that asshole's ass but no, we took the fucker out Interesting. Thank you. I have one more question. Pertains less to Zex. What, uh, what can you tell me of this Shanks individual? And why you are convinced that he could not have committed these murders? Well, first of all, now I get really relaxed in the chair. Let me tell you about this guy's baby mama drama. Just a baby mama drama alone. If you were there and saw it, I mean, I was in my room breaking shit, but you know, Zex and Galahad got full swing of it with Atros and all that. Um, this guy has some baby mama drama. She kind of shifted, made herself look like him. Um, so that's one thing too. Um, I know he has a penchant for shoot for the for the shot, but uh, unless he has a motive, it, it would it have been him. Um. Because, again, unless, you know, it's what we dealt with, which thinks, um, yeah, a, he did work for the Assassin's Guild, that's what they said, but dealing with uh, him and then the constable and then Rig, I feel like this is more of a setup for him. Now, quote me if I'm wrong here, I mean... Have you guys tried to flush him out? This this pincushion killer? Have you looked at his targets? Did they see any connection with them? They are all of noble birth or higher stations. They all are linchpins in several different industries across Granzia. They now, do they have a deeper history connected together, like secret, secret mumble jumble shit? Because you know, I, me dealing with nobles, a lot of them like to do really freaky. Uh, how do you call it? Uh, society high class bullshit in the shadows. I know I'm a victim of that. I am sure that they have, but it is considerably more difficult than you may assume to get the families of said murder victims to tell us everything that we need to know. Ah, so they're a bunch of uppy apples. Okay, probably deserve it. Um, has anybody tried to masquerade as one of the, uh, the, the dead nobles to make the person think that they didn't kill them? To try to fish them out? And the uh, sort of 
does a small bit of hand gesture and goes from the yuan the way she looks normal, the way they look normally, to uh, that of a high elf in robes, long blonde hair, uh, sparkling gold-flecked eyes, pale skin, um, like very, very lithe. He goes, yes, but it does not seem to work. <laughs> and then they snap their finger and back to UNT. So I start to sit up, elbows now on my knees, and then I'm like touching my, my hands. My question for you, you say that he does not have the motives. How well do you know him? I don't know the fucker at all. Well, then how could you tell his motives, if he has any? Honestly, the one who would know his motives would be the journeyman. Because the journeyman is the one who brought him on. But the time frame of the murders, it's just, it's weird. Because the guy was away. This journeyman, this is the one who can manipulate time. Aye. Who's to say that they were not in cahoots? Who's to say that the constable is not in cahoots? Is not doing this? Because from my experience, dealing with his baby mama drama, um, it was this. It was that she tried to kill us, our shanks, with all of us. So. That's what I'm saying. Unless we could figure out what the connection is of the nobles, what did they have? I can't fully write off Shanks. Now, because of all this time bullshit, I get it and how he can be guilty. And I know because none of us know our past. Like I said, I, I was a murderous asshole. I could still turn out to be a murderous asshole. I don't know. I'm, I'm just a crazy fuck. Um, but as far as Shanks go, I mean... We were there at the end. We took out Strahd. And I have to believe that there's a lot more than us now. If he's here committing these murders, and these murders are just violent acts and hate crimes, it helps you take the Fulker down. But. Again, I feel like there's a lot more that's going on here that we're not seeing. I do not doubt this, but we must follow every lead. I mean, isn't it being... I mean, have you even asked, is he even from this world? Because figuring this stuff out now and learning about this, this, this fun shit. I have done some digging. From what I can tell, he's from originally from Luxembourg and then spent the remainder of his childhood in through adulthood up in the forest bastion in the north of this country like I said I'm not familiar I'm not from Granzia I understand this I'm merely just telling you what I do know 
we have heard him called by many names proficient archer we weren't entirely sure if this was the person as his appearance has changed over his lifetime but you have confirmed you all have confirmed that he is the most likely suspect that's fun so what are we able to figure this out if he is or isn't how do we flush uh, the pincushion killer out do you guys have any plans for it or do you have any to be fair, information of his last whereabouts if what Zex and the rest of your group have been telling me you have far more dire things to attend to than a serial murderer I but just really thinking about it don't you think with what we have to do the things that the missions that we have to accomplish the tasks that we've been set on and by meeting you guys and learning that one of our party members is a killer in this world don't you think that that's too much of a coincidence How do you mean? Well, think about this. It's, I think it took us three days to ride out here. And we were just dropped off like, you know, I, I lose track of time. I think it was about three days ago. And we find out now one of our party members is murdering people while we have to go complete a mission and trying to stop a catastrophe from happening. So I, I don't feel it's any coincidence the day we land, there are murders that are going on. The murders have been happening for several weeks now. Keep in mind, we've only been here for three days. You have been gone, or at least Sex has been gone for six months. Hi. So if he was gone for six months, Sanks was with us with those six months, so we don't know what we're running into. To be fair, from what the rest of your group has told me, he was not there for the entirety of the six months. He came and went as he pleased in the beginning. In the beginning, I was one... He missed the death house. Fucking lucky bastard. Um, but even so, there's still this uh, fun bastard, the constable, that likes to fuck with shit. And if what you're saying is that he came and came and gone and went, who's to say that it's not Rig who's doing this? I'm just saying, keep an open mind. Is Rig not dead, though? If what you're saying, time runs different, this could be Rig before she met us. I know, it's a whole bunch. It's just... This is, I tell you, I'm like on a natural high. I think you would like uh, Chico. Chico makes some good chicken and waffles and some good herb. But um, that's another story. But yeah, it's... I don't know. I, I just has, keep myself up at night. This has been a very enlightening conversation. I have one more question for you, and then you are free to... 
imbibe as much shine as you can take. Although I will caution you, it is very strong. I gave a really good shitty grin, like he. <laughs> what do you feel that your team, as it stands currently, is lacking? Huh. I sit there and I think for a minute. To tell you the truth, I really don't know. I think uh, after the shit that happened in the castle, we've all realized something we were lacking working as a unit and actually communicating. And I feel like right now we're in a new territory um, when it comes to dealing with each other. I mean, whew. So, so fun horse races. Your boy, Zach, lost. Oh, he lost the horse race. Had to clean the horses. But just by that, I really felt like we, we, were, we, we were starting to gel right there. And just finally letting it all out there and not being selfish. We have to stop being selfish about our, our needs and what is it that we want to accomplish. Our, and like I said, I was a very selfish bastard in what I wanted to do. And I gave two shits about these guys. I mean, I tried to rob a comp that nearly tried to kill us. <laughs> and I didn't give two shits. Go back to that again. Uh, probably wouldn't have done that. Because I know how it fucked up things for us. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that answers your question. I'm just I'm also an emotional guy. If you, if you stay there. No, this is an acceptable answer. Thank you for your time, Kaifa. You may go. You have been very helpful. Catch it down with the moonshine. Indeed. And in Thieves' Camp, they say, it has been my experience that those who call themselves crazy tend not to be. should not be so hard on yourself. Can I reply back in Thieves' Camp? My crazy has only been a cry for help. And I just walk out the room. <laughs> <laughs>